This is Cherie Myatt. I've been a wife of a watchman for over 15 years. I life coach those of us in the blue life and to my friends and clients. Thanks for listening. If you are new, thank you for tuning in. This is a podcast for those of you who know mental work is hard but truly worth it and we can do hard things together. My listeners, I am so excited to talk to you today. I've had an interesting month getting some of the posts and webinars done for the First Responders Tribe. For those of you who are just joining me, this is a podcast to teach you mental work uh, specifically for wives and officers, loved ones that are part of the first responder life. There are gems in here for everyone. So friends, thank you for coming. Our watchmen carry some mental and emotional loads and my goal is to help you find your happy despite those loads that can often have an impact on marriages, home, and relationships. My babbling and nervous giggles, I do for you, my friends. This content is for everyone who would like to improve the relationships in their life. Most importantly, the relationship with yourself. Let's get to mirroring, episode number five. This is exactly as it sounds. We mirror the emotions of those around us all the time. I read up on contagious emotions for a book I'm writing about a bunch of muses that can't be around humans too often because they inspire negative feelings in mortals when they are anxious. And that always happens because let's face it, worry, anxiety, happen to the best of us every day. This puts them, the muses, and the, and the humans in danger. The idea of contagious emotions is a real thing that I've pulled from in this book. It's what I use to kind of make up the relationship between my imaginary friends and the world in which we live. There are some powerful emotions like panic, fear, and anxiety that we as humans pick up on almost like a virus. We mirror them. It's what causes mob mentality and the tension at the dentist office. I'm sure you've felt that contagious tension going in for a routine teeth cleaning and hearing that drill. Yeah, it's a sound that brings back memories related to pain. So fear is everywhere. And we pick up on that, even if we're just going in for a cleaning. We've all experienced this when we feel the fear radiate off a friend from a traumatic event. And we then start to feel the fear as if it were our own. Last week, I was at a writing conference. Storymakers, yay! I had the opportunity to pitch my middle grade book called Amuse to an Agent. While waiting for my turn, a girl came out of the interview room with tears streaming down her cheeks. She had just pitched to the, I quote, Simon Cowell of Agents. It didn't go well. I'm thinking I know how to coach her. She obviously needs to change her thoughts right now so she can function. She wanted to leave the conference, give up on writing, all of the things our brains do to make us quit or fail ahead when something is too hard or our fear takes over. I actually started mirroring fear and my friends, I didn't need this at this moment, but it happened. However, I knew what to do and I jumped into my upper logical brain and I didn't ride her emotion train. Instead, I helped her, I hope. I believe I did because she smiled and waved at me for the rest of the weekend. I had been hit with the fear bug. My consultation with the agent went well, so please don't worry about that. I was able to pull out of the fear in that moment. But when I got outside the room, I hugged a stranger. (laughs) Like, just she was standing there for the next interview, so hopefully I didn't pass on the fear bug. Anyway, this was big for me because I'm not a hugger. And a stranger, yeah, I'm a dork, to mirroring. 
I want to talk about how our relationships are affected when we mirror the emotions of others around us. Mirroring can be good or mirroring can be bad. Before I was married, my father asked my fiancé and I to go to a premarital prep class, one-on-one with a counselor. I'm grateful to this day for that class because it taught me many of the things that have helped me throughout my 20-plus years of marriage. The therapist told us that when you are feeling upset, unwanted, frustrated with your partner, oftentimes they feel the same way about you. We mirror each other. We pick up on the emotion and we reflect it back, but we don't have to. Simply being aware of this that we mirror can make us stop the reflection and act and behave as we want to, not subconsciously react. Kids mirror all the time. If you've ever been to a park and seen children at play, it's a rush to go down the slide because of the excitement the new kid brings of going up the slide. If one is incredibly happy with the sandbox shovel, another child wants that shovel. Then there is all of the sudden a pandemonium kids wanting that shovel. In a preschool class, when one child feels anxious, they all tend to get clingy and stressed. In nursery, when a kid is bawling, the rest of the kids have frowns on their faces. This emotional mirroring is how we read a room instinctually. Our primitive brain is looking out for the things that might kill us, like the girl giving us a stink eye in the corner. Well, if she only had something in her eye, then it's ridiculous that we're thinking that she's going to kill us. It takes our prefrontal reasoning low to ask this of ourselves. If we take the energy to step up to our higher brain, unfortunately, most of us live in our primitive brain because it's easy, it's automatic, it's, it's just like breathing. Think about the last time you were late for a meeting. You entered and people looked at their watch and the tension was hard to wade through. You said, sorry, they said, it's okay, but really, it's not okay. It's just what you say when someone apologizes for being late. Everyone is late on occasion. It's life. Here's an experiment. The next time you are late and enter a room where everybody is waiting for you, say, thanks for waiting. Tension will ease because you've just validated their thoughts, validated their upset without making them apologize for something that wasn't their fault. I'm not saying people are always upset when you're late, but most likely their thoughts are going down the path of this person is disrespectful of their time. I have a police officer client I get to speak with quite often. She hadn't spoken to her husband for about a week because she was angry, hurt, feeling unloved. I hurt for her, but I shared the advice that when you are feeling unwanted or feeling that you're falling out of love with each other, they feel that way too. After sharing this advice, I asked her what she wanted. Did she want keep living without speaking? Her response was, no, but he doesn't care. She went on to tell me what he was doing and what she needed from him. I suggested she try to figure out what he needed her to do. If I were to ask you what does your significant other need from you right now, could you answer it? If you can, I'd be interested to know how you figured out exactly because our needs change daily and we can't read minds. For those needs that stay consistent, needs you know about, you need to say something to your partner. You need to tell them what you need. Communicate. Body language can only go so far in expressing what you want without words. This, my friends, is how you get anything you want. You tell the other person. Look at yourself and figure out how you are mirroring your partner. How can you create a positive action? I mean, what do you want the other person to do? Maybe you want to hear more good things about yourself, so 
you should say good things to the other person. Send your friend, partner, a coworker, a complimentary text or email. Even if you're so frustrated, all you want to do is cuss, scream, and get revenge. If you want or need something done, tell them. See if they will respond. But if you realize that it may not go as you think it should, and be prepared for that, by preparing how you'll react from the unexpected nature and behavior of others, that's how you prepare ahead of time. So if you realize that things may not go as you think they should go. I have a podcast on preparing yourself for the unexpected outcomes and behavior of others coming up because my friends, people will surprise you and you have no control over them, but you do have control on how you want to be present, how you want to show up to others. Do you want to yell or do you want to let it roll off your back? Honestly, sometimes more often than not, I want to yell, but what does yelling do? It brings on the other person's defenses and defense is the first act of war. So don't start a war. Try going to your higher brain to make a plan and show the way you like mirrored back. Thanks for listening. If you have some questions, join me for the monthly free Q&A. Make it a good week and find me again next Friday for your weekly emotional boost. 